0: Good morning, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. And I'm so glad that you are here today. And yes, we have completed the Thanksgiving season, moving now towards Christmas. And I pray that this will be the best Christmas season you've ever had in your life and uh, a tremendous. Uh, conclusion to the end of the year for this uh, year that we're about to wrap up. But you've still got time for great breakthroughs and great miracles in your life. And today I want to talk about running with the vision. We've covered the subject of Uh, divine vision now for about two weeks in depth, but we're going further because it is a fascinating subject, and I want to uh, even uh, go deeper on this subject. So let's begin today with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word as we study it. We ask that your Holy Spirit would illuminate the eyes of our understanding so we can see it, catch it, and apply it to our lives, Father. I pray for your people that uh, with the remaining weeks uh, and the remaining month that we have in this year, that uh, you really do great breakthroughs for your people. And I thank you, Father God, that they'll be up and running with the vision that you've put in their hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. Woo, Amen. I know that many of you you're very hungry for the Lord, and You're not about to wait 40 days or 30 days for uh, maybe like a set date of a new year. No, you're already moving with the things of God, and that's good. Now, let me say this today as we begin. Many of us, we do have understanding of God's plan for our lives, but for many believers, there are difficulties in the area of when it comes to actually uh, fulfilling that plan, bringing it into, maybe we could call it manifestation, where there's challenges with that, right? So knowing where we are going is actually just the beginning of the journey, because without the right movement, we will never get to our destination. Now, I know you're going to make it to yours, but we do have to really apply ourselves in this area. So what we need to do in order to get vision fulfilled is something that we're going to talk about today. Glory to God. I would like us to look at really a classic scripture on this subject matter. It is found in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, and let's go to verse 1. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Woo! My friends, from this amazing and illuminating scripture, we understand that we do not sleep with vision what we do is we run with it. Woo, praise God. I hope you're watching today with your running shoes on. Maybe if not, uh, change into some running sneakers. Praise God. Amen, because you're going to feel like running after this. (laughs) It is actually the pursuit of your vision that gives value to your purpose of being here on earth. I want to repeat that because there's a lot baked into that statement. It is the pursuit of your vision that gives value to your purpose of being here on earth. Now, we have a lot of examples in the Bible. Maybe in this area, the greatest example would be the life of King David, where you see where there is lack of pursuit pertaining to God's vision for one's life. Uh, what will happen if you pull off of that? It leads to boredom, which leads to what? Involvement in something that, Uh, that is outside of God's will. In other words, you find yourself, instead of being at the right place at the right time, well, because you've pulled off God's vision for your life and you're just floating along, maybe you want to cruise and uh, take it easy or something like that. The next thing you know, now you're in the wrong place at the wrong time and uh, 2,800 years, almost three millennium, people are still talking about a mistake that happened. Why? Why? Well, the root cause would be loss of vision. I actually had an angel come tell me that one time in a visionary experience I had that the reason David got in trouble, the whole story with Bathsheba was because he did not go out to battle and it was the time when kings go off to war. And that's just what you do as a king, but it's not what David did uh, he he actually stayed home. The whole army left, the generals, everybody left without him. Can you believe that? David, the mighty warrior, he didn't go. What happened? Loss of vision, which leads to what? Boredom. And with that boredom, because you're not doing what God has called you to do, please, Those of you that want to take early retirement and you're wanting to retire at 55 or even 65, have have you lost your mind where you think that all you want to do now is sit on a beach and drink Arnold Palmer uh, iced teas and uh, hit the golf club every day? What in the world are you doing? watch out. We don't want to be reading about you becoming the next, uh, King David type situation. If you shut down prematurely, uh, prematurely, uh, the gifting in your mind will lock up, freeze up. You'll become like an old wrench that's all rusted up and it can't, it can't work. You can't open it or close it. Praise God. You've got to keep the creative juices flowing and God's not done working through your life until you take your last breath. And then Ah, then you can go take a nice rest, praise the Lord in heaven. <laughs> of course, when you get to heaven, there's going to be so many things that you're going to want to see and you're going to want to do. Trust me, rest will be the last thing that you are will be having on your mind. But again, now listen to this. It is the pursuit of your vision that gives value to your purpose of being here on earth. Mm-mm. That's why a lot of juveniles a lot of teenagers that get into delinquency and end up shoplifting or getting into drugs. And the next thing you know, they're having jail encounters. And the next thing you know, they're being elevated to prison. Why? What's going on? They don't know their purpose in life. So they're just wandering around and, uh, and often getting in trouble. Mm-mm. So my friends, lack of pursuit, leads to boredom, which leads to involvement in something outside of God's will for your life. Well, let's stay on track. Praise God. Let's run, not sleep. Let's run with the vision. Scripture also admonishes us to run with patience in the race that is set before us. Praise the Lord. Let's take a look at this. This would be Hebrews, the 12th chapter, And let's drop all the way down to verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance. Sometimes it says patience, but it's actually a meaning of both words. It is a patient endurance over the long haul, the race that is set before us. And the vision that God has for you is not a 100-meter dash. It's more like a marathon. And in a marathon, those runners, they get into a set pace, a pace that you're comfortable with, but not too comfortable. You have to be really working it. That is, if you want to win and you want to be up there at the top, Uh, you're comfortable. You're uncomfortably comfortable. For those of you that have ever run or have ever raced, you know what that is like, but you find that pace that you can sustain over the entire distance. So yes, it does require endurance. It requires patience. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him... Who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls? Look, I'm here to encourage any saint who has taken their God given vision and you've laid it down. Maybe you've been discouraged. Maybe something knocked the wind out of your life. It seems like life sometimes can have a way of doing that, but God can put it back. How does he do it? He reminds you of that high calling. He reminds you of the purpose and destiny that you're here on the earth for, not just to take up space, (laughs) not just to consume oxygen and create carbon dioxide. No, (laughs) you have a divine purpose. Woo, praise God. And it's really, really good. So uh, we need to bring forth the destiny that God has ordained for us, and in order to do this, one of the things that we have to do is accept the responsibility that comes along with running with the vision. Let's go over to the book of Philippians just for a moment, the Apostle Paul uh, speaking here in verse 13. By the way, I'm so glad that you're here with me today. If you find this message blessing you, and I trust that you do, why don't you share it with somebody that uh, needs some encouragement, maybe somebody that uh, was on fire, but the fire has either gone out or it's just uh, some embers left. Praise God. Stir them up. Send this message over to them. Now, verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So really, what we're seeing here is that pressing toward the goal is the price we pay for a fulfilled destiny. And how many of you know some mornings, some days, you don't feel like Pressing, But you have to keep doing that. Why? Because you're pressing towards a prize. And really, only those who press are the ones who get the prize. Mm -mm. I think we have something interesting that would speak to us along this line in the book of Amos. The prophet says in chapter 6, verse 1, Woe to you who are at ease in Zion. Wow, at ease. Just just like, well, whatever will be, Pastor Stephen will be. It's all in God's hands. There's nothing we can do. Well, if there's nothing that we can do, then why, God, why did God instruct us to pray? <laughs> so, yes, we are in charge of our destinies, and woe to those who are at ease in Zion, just sitting back and not uh, pressing like they should towards the prize. Mm -mm. So God's purpose for your life is to press because nothing of value is ever free. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So we do accept the responsibility for our vision, and that includes pressing, even sometimes when we don't want to. You know, if you want to get in shape, maybe lose weight, maybe tone up muscle, Most people can't do that at home, even if they have exercise equipment at home. I think what happens to most home exercise equipment, it turns into an apparatus to hang a shirt on or to hang your pants on. It gets used almost for everything but exercise. Now, some do have that self-will and that's good, but that's why there's gyms and places like that so that you can go and get in an atmosphere where you can exercise and continue to push. Praise the Lord, push to lose the weight, or in some cases, push to gain the weight, uh, to uh, create the muscle mass or whatever it might be. Glory to God. But I'll tell you what, Jesus, he made a profound statement of really what it means to press. And it's pretty intense, but I want you to look at it because I do believe you're going to cross the finish line. You're going to get done everything that God told you to do. But, uh, and Jesus did, but it's very interesting what was involved with that Luke chapter 12 verse 49. I came to send fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Now listen to this, but I have a baptism to be baptized with and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. I mean, this thing was consuming him. There was something that he had to go through. There was something he had to do, and it was spelt out in big letters, the cross, and he knew it. How distressed, uh, how consuming this is until it is accomplished. What a tremendous burning passion. And so that vision can grab you, and as you pursue it, you get lit with like a holy fire, praise God, and it keeps you on course. It actually helps to stabilize your mind. It helps you not to waste time. Uh, It helps you to have valuable friendships, and it really does uh, bring out the meaning of your life. Woo! Praise God when you get a hold of it and when it gets a hold of you. Praise the Lord. So we need to understand that no matter what God's plan is for our life. We can never fulfill it solely through fasting and prayer alone, although that is a tremendous platform for spiritual empowerment. But outside of prayer and fasting, there are uh, other inputs we can call we could just call them other, uh, other things that we need to do other practical inputs, because they are very practical that we need to bring into action as well. I want to give you five woo praise God. Amen. And yes, the Holy spirit wants you to pray. Yes. Jesus uh, wants you to, uh, incorporate fasting into your life. Praise the Lord. But my friends that alone It's not enough. There's some other things that we need to do. So let's look at five of them. These are five practical inputs of running with your vision towards fulfillment. Mm -mm. Number one, it's very simple, but it is very, very true. Number one, you must believe in it. Wow. The vision you don't believe in will never be realized even if Jesus revealed it to you, even if Gabriel, the angel, the messenger angel was sent from heaven to tell you it face to face in a vision, if you do not believe in it, it will never be realized. Mm -mm. Why is that, Pastor Stephen? Because we are only empowered to become what we believe. It doesn't work any other way. It's very, very simple, but uh, you're going to have to believe. I mean, grab a hold of it and just say, God, I believe it. I believe you've called me to do this. Now I'm talking about when you really know and it is settled in your heart. Yes, you believe it. Woo! And I, I tell you it's on, but look at this in the gospel of John, John chapter one, and this will be verse 12. But as many as received him To them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Well, Pastor Stephen, I like Jesus, but I I don't really believe in him in the sense that he's the Savior. Well, then you're not saved. Well, I, I would like to fix that. Believe in him believe that he is the son of God, believe that he was raised from the dead and that he is seated at the right hand of God, that he paid the penalty for the sins of humanity and all who put their faith and trust in him can be saved. And you can go to heaven. Woo. Praise God to those who believe in his name, to those who believe praise God. That's very, very important. So if we don't believe in the vision God gave us, we can never be empowered to achieve it. And some of you need to get bold about what God has called you to do. It's not like this is a toy project. No, this is real. This is something that God has given you as an assignment and you can do it, but you really have to believe in it. Mm -mm. Jump on this and really go after it, go after it. Praise God. Just like Jesus did. It was, it was on fire within him. Praise the Lord. Number two, the number two practical input of running with your vision is you must plan towards it. You know, there's an old proverb that says, "Failing to plan is planning to fail," and that is so true. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really have any plans. Well, actually, you do. You you have already planned to fail. So, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. But my friends, how do we plan? I think there's an amazing verse, and I want to read it from the uh, TLB uh, version. This is Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 through 6. Praise God. Any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. That's actually Proverbs 24, verses 3 through 4. Let me read it one more time. Any enterprise or any vision, we could say, or any assignment is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense, and profits wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The correct placement of facts is where planning begins in the pursuit of God's vision for your life. Let me say this that any any kingdom venture, any vision from God, it really can be exceptional. I mean, it could even be extraordinary. But it's listen, it's going to depend on the depth of your knowledge, and the depth of your knowledge is tied to facts. And you're going to have to uncover and discover certain facts if you're going to want to cross the finish line. Most often in people's visions, there will be money involved. Well, yes, Pastor Stephen, we, but we just don't know how much. Oh, well, you better dig into the facts then. How much does it cost? Look, look even if you don't know the overall cost, you can segment it into phases. How much does the first phase cost? Well i I'm afraid Pastor Stephen, it's going to be too much. Well do you know it, it, if you check, get on the phone and call, and you might be surprised, maybe it's not as much as you think it is. And maybe because when you break it down into segments, maybe you actually already have enough to start the first phase, but you'll never know until you discover the facts get in there and find out, get the information, go online. Well, Pastor Steve and I called, it was way too much. Call another, call another company, call another vendor. Uh, call you know call call somebody uh, maybe you could uh, maybe it's something where uh, if it's like it maybe the person doesn't even have to be there maybe somebody can do it remotely online you cut cut the price in half just like that <laughs> there's all kinds of options but but facts reveal the options facts reveal the real hard costs what what you're actually looking at whether it's brick or mortar or things along that line and. You'll never know until you discover those facts. Praise God. So the correct placement of facts is where planning begins in the pursuit of God's vision for your life. Now this this is a problem sometimes with prophetic people. they They try to be too spiritual. And I've seen it a lot also in the charismatic world where they love uh, prophecy. And that's good. I love it too. Uh, But they get stuck with all of these unfulfilled prophecies. Why? They never get out and do the legwork, start running with the vision and start getting facts and figures. It's all just ethereal. It's all like mystical. It's all with them. It's all like a spiritual air castle. And really what they're doing is they're evading responsibility. They're, well, well, I'd like to know, well, if you'd like to know, call, (laughs) but they won't. Uh, What are they doing? They're not really serious about their vision. And it's very dangerous because a half a year can go by before you know it. The next thing you know, three years have gone by, five years have gone by and nothing has happened. Nothing has changed, but the vision is still there. So you have to get active in these things. These are practical inputs towards the fulfillment of your vision. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Number three, The number three practical input of running with your vision is you must schedule your actions. Mm -mm. You put your plans into segments with time slots. Okay. You put your plans, not as a whole big enchilada. No, 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 no. You put your plans into segments, bite-sized pieces, and then you segment that plan with a time slot. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm gonna get it done. Well, when? Well, as soon as I get it done. Hold on, we need a we need a finish date. <laughs> Can you imagine going to the airport? When's the plane arriving? Well we don't know. I guess we'll just wait. Well what's the um what's the ETA estimated time of arrival? Well it doesn't have one. Oh, well hold on. Yes it does. If it took off <laughs> It's got to land. We have to land the plane. We have we have to give a time slot of when we're going to get this done, or else it goes off into like cyberspace. It'll just go on forever. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So what you do, in other words, is that you allocate a specific timeline to set goals as you seek God's approval at every stage. So the goal setting with these uh, segmented time blocks, you're really praying like, God, when should I start this? Okay, good. Uh, Lord, as I'm seeking you for wisdom, when's a good time to say we should have this wrapped up? I mean, if it's a three-month project, let's let's give room for it. Let's not try to do it in three weeks because that's not being realistic. But if it's a three-month project and that's, that's what we're getting in prayer. Let's aim for that, but let's not leave an open end or else the three months. Uh, it turns into like some of these government projects that just keep going and going. Well, we, we need another billion dollars, and then another billion dollars is poured into it, and uh, more time goes by, and it's still not done. We have we have not estimated properly. We need another five billion dollars, and it, it just goes on and on and on. No, there have to be uh, decision makers, especially since it's your destiny. There has to be decisions made with uh, the segmentation of the plans and also scheduling of those time segments for start and completion, and you can put your faith on that as you're pl- as you're praying. God, I'm believing for all the money to come in, and I'm believing that as the provision comes in, and as we are also working and doing all that we can, that we'll have this all done on time, on time, and on budget. On budget, why? Because you planned on time. Why? Because you you scheduled it. Oh, Pastor Stephen, they just got that done by luck. No, it doesn't work like that. Success does not operate on luck and chance. Mm -mm. Praise God. So number three, you must schedule your actions. We see this in the word of God, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. That includes your vision, the start and the completion of the various segments. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and the time of peace. See, it's all about the timing of the Holy Spirit, the timing of your vision, getting it right so that you can get it completed. Glory to God. I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has made everything beautiful in its time. So you want to realize that the vision is from God. The completing of the vision, you want to sequence that with the timing, the divine timing of that vision. And you get that together and uh, you'll finish it. Not, Not only will you finish it, it'll be a very enjoyable journey. Mm -mm. Praise God. This is very powerful. God's word is really uh, uncovering things to help you get across the finish line. Now, Proverbs chapter three, let's go to verse, uh, verse five. Praise the Lord. Proverbs three, verse five. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways. That would be the segmentation of your vision, giving it a schedule. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. I tell you what, the wisdom of the Spirit of God that was on Solomon to build that temple in such a uh, expedient and wise way, I tell you, that's going to be touching you as you accomplish what God is going, uh, uh, what he has called you to do with the vision that he has given to you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me say this, and this is very uh, inspiring. So, think about this. When you involve God in the planning of his vision for your life, then your vision will not be similar to the ordinary man or woman in the corporate world because your vision is orchestrated by divine directives therefore this will allow you to arrive where at the very top of the mountain that God has called you to conquer glory to God and you'll be there you'll you'll not only reach the top but perhaps others that that they reached the top but maybe they had a lot of losses along the way maybe they reached their top but lost their marriage in the process because they they were working 20 hours a day and did not give their their spouse or their family the attention did not give god any attention so maybe in a sense they reached the top but they suffered heavy casualties. But you, you not only will reach the top, but there's a uniqueness about you and how you did it. And a, uh, more of a wholeness, more of a greater expression of even what it is that you've done of beauty and excellence because God's in it. Why your vision came from God. It came from God. And you, you got with him on the timing and everything. Woo! And maybe somebody else did it and had a heart attack in the process. Now they actually got it done, but they, you know, they, they've lost uh, a lot of hair, so to speak. And they, they now their nerves are shot, but no, not with you. Why? Because God was in the whole thing. And when God's in it, he's lifting you because he's being glorified and you'll get to the top Mm-mm. glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. So again, when you involve God in the planning of your vision for your life, then your vision will not be similar to the ordinary men and women in the corporate or in the business world, or even in the ministry. Uh, Those that do things in the ministry, I've I've met a lot of uh, good men that did their own thing. I'll tell you what, when I was a young man in my 20s, I went with my pastor over to visit another pastor on the other side of town. And he had this great big church and everybody was really happy, big building, a lot of people coming. But uh, it was not as things appeared. And the pastor took me uh, and we went to meet with this other pastor. This other man uh, at that time, you know, when I was in my 20s, this other man seemed much older. He was only like in his mid 60s. But when we went into his office, me as my pastor's armor bearer, and he's going in there to talk with him, that that pastor of that large church was under such pressure. He looked like he was about to have a heart attack. And my pastor pleaded with him. He said, why did you get this building? He said, you told me that God spoke to you that you would have your own land and your own plans and that you would even build. God even told you that you would begin to build and construct in the certain month, the month of Nisan uh, on the Hebrew calendar, and that you would have your own structure. And that other pastor, almost in tears, said, I know, I know, but the bank offered me this opportunity and this big building was already built and I, uh, I, I went for it. And he said, now I'm about to die trying to pay the mortgage on it <laughs> and the elders of course you know understood what was going on and there's now there's stress and there's pressure and uh let me just say it like this that pastor was not having any fun wow why because he's gotten the wrong vision he got the wrong vision so even in ministry you can be an example of God working through you of how you can do it in a way that is pleasant, that is smooth, that is comfortable for multiple reasons. Number one, you're only doing what God told you to do, but you're sequencing with this timing and you're just walking in step with him. You have plans, you have everything orchestrated, you're praying over it and it's coming together and you're, you're taking it off as you go. This is getting done. This is getting done and uh, everything's smooth, and everybody on the ship is enjoying the journey? Praise God. Praise God. So not just in the business world, not just in the corporate world, even in the ministry, there need to be uh, those men and women who are walking with God and who are in sync with the Holy Spirit in these areas. All right, let's move on to number four. Number four, you must pursue the plan. The pursuit of a vision is basically the executing of the scheduled actions. So you have scheduled them out, but now you're going to execute them. So it's not just enough to have a plan and have a schedule, although you need that. But that's not enough. You, my friends, you must be ready to hit the ground running. You've done your homework, which a lot of people don't do. You've got your plan. You've got it scheduled. You're praying over it. What do you do? You, you hit the ground running. You go to work on it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Again, back to the book of Habakkuk chapter two, it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run. Who reads it? That he may run. Praise the Lord for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, not at the beginning. At the end, it will speak and it will not lie. You know, oftentimes at the at the beginning, uh, it can seem very small, very insignificant. That that's all okay. You have to go through that. Don't be afraid of that. A lot of people don't want to uh, get in on, on on something unless like it's already like really rolling and really momentum and things like that. But when you yourself are. Uh, beginning something, starting something, launching something. Just walk through that. Enjoy every step of it because while it doesn't speak much at the beginning, at the end, then everybody's going to be like, "Who, oh, oh, who? praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because why? It speaks at the end. Oh, praise God. And that's why you're going to be around for that. But you have to really be proactive, my friends, with your faith. You must pursue the plan pursue it, stay on it. It's very easy. It is very easy in life to get distracted. And sometimes uh, we can take vacations and that's wonderful. Sometimes we have to go out of town. Sometimes things do divert our attention and and, and they're all justifiable and righteous and good. But you uh, underline all of that. You've got to keep that fire burning. And then as soon as you get something done that you needed to get done, you get right back on that vision and you keep that. I mean, every morning it's on, it's there. It's, and you're talking with the Lord about it. You're up early praying about it. So you want to be proactive because faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's always something that you can do to move it forward and to complete the segment that you're in right now. Mm, glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I I feel stuck, Pastor Stephen. Break it down into smaller pieces. Maybe you're trying to uh, swallow too much at one time. You can't eat the whole steak at once. Put it in smaller pieces. Praise God. And then you can take the bite. And you, you might, again, be shocked to find out that you have enough right now to do the next step forward. Praise the Lord. And number five, Number five, when running with your vision towards fulfillment, never, never quit. Mm. You know, the football coach, uh, from, I believe it was the Green Bay Packers, Vince Lombardi, many years back, he said, winners never quit and quitters never win. And that's true. If, if you quit, you can't win. Even if you're 10 feet from the finish line, if you don't cross that finish line, you're disqualified. You don't... Uh, You've got to get across it. Even if you have to crawl across it, Amen. get across it. <laughs> Amen. And we can't, we can't like, in a sense, pull you. If you touch the runner uh, to give aid or to help them or, you know, uh, then uh, they're disqualified. So, but we can certainly encourage, we can be along with the cloud of witnesses. We can be those that are saying, don't quit. You come too far. Hallelujah. And it's too important. And not only that, you can do it. I believe in you. And I believe that, yes, you, you've gotten on it. This is what God has called you to do. Sink your teeth into it and go all the way with it. Praise God. Because again, the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, in other words, though it can take a while to walk this out, work this out, Wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. In other words, it's not going to be something that's just, you know, ongoing. No, there is a finish line, and you're going to see it manifested, and it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to God. Refuse to quit. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap If we do not lose heart. So you want to stick around for what your due season. Well, pastor Stephen, I I do feel like I'm kind of losing heart. Well, do whatever it takes to encourage yourself, pray, have some fun in the Lord. Just be thankful for what you have. And that immediately starts to make your atmosphere uh, brighter and uh, just lift your hands and begin to thank God for what he has done thus far. And I'll tell you what, you will see that you will get to your due season. Praise God. Glory to God. The contract will be signed. The provision will come in. The authorization that you need will arrive. The uh, the being stamped off, maybe on certain codes or something like that, you'll get it. Maybe if you're in import, export, you're waiting for paperwork, it finally comes in your stamp. Now you're ready to, ready to move that object and get it out and sell it. Praise the Lord. But just don't quit. Stay with it. Praise the Lord. So what we need to do is we need to keep running until we attain the prize. Keep on running. Do you have your running shoes on now? Woo! Praise the Lord. Amen. And let's go over one final scripture. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24, by the way, I've got my running shoes on. Praise God. Hallelujah. Put on some pumas. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Not that I'm going to go out and run, but it does get me in the mindset. I've got things to do just like you do. Praise the Lord. Get up early, my friends, and pray. Uh, We've got about a month left in the year. Get up early and pray. Pray pray at least an hour before the sun ever comes up. Talk to God about your vision. Talk to to Him about what you need to do next, uh, what can be accomplished next, and work with the Holy Spirit on the time frame that you want to get that accomplished in. Praise the Lord. Now, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate or self-controlled in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus not with uncertainty. Thus I fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest... When I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. What's Paul saying? He's saying that he's going to keep on running and embrace his responsibilities in order to win the prize. So we each as individuals, we have the race of life that God has given to us to make heaven and to fulfill the vision that God has given. Praise God. And you know what it is. So you take it and you press, glory to God, you press towards that prize so that you can get it done. And you know what? It's going to be a great blessing in your life, and it will reverberate throughout the earth, touching the lives of many others. You may not think so, but it will, absolutely. Every God-given vision is not to be kept And a little bitty cubicle. No, it will reverberate out and it will go further than perhaps you've ever even imagined. Please lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for the fire of your spirit that burned inside of Jesus, that was like a consuming fire to accomplish his purpose. I pray, oh God, that your vision, your purpose burn in your people, that when they wake up in the morning, that your Holy Spirit. And the angels would be there to bring those divine thoughts. Ah, this is it. And to help them to stay on it so that it can be accomplished. Now, Father, we give you all of the praise. We give you all of the praise, Father. Father, if there's anybody that has felt very uh, discouraged or perhaps even heavy, and they feel like, "I, I, I, I feel like I can't run spiritually, Father, let that heaviness come off of them now in Jesus' name. The Spirit of the Lord is moving over your life, moving back any dark clouds, moving back any discouragement. Sometimes that discouragement can come from words that was perhaps critical, uh, uh, but it, it slowed down your pace. It broke your stride. Father, let healing come now. Let the sunshine of the Holy Spirit break forth and let hope arise in their hearts. We give you praise. I thank you, Father, that you're taking them to the top in that respected area pertaining to their vision. Now, we give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. Say with me, amen. That means so be it. Woo, praise God. Now, if you're watching today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let today be your day of salvation. Don't put it off for another hour. I want you to pray with me to ask Jesus to come into your heart. And also, if you used to be a Christian and... The enemy deceived you, and you walked away and walked into some stuff that you got tangled up in, but you realize now the deception of sin and the deceptive nature of the devil. Look, come back right now. Jesus will wash all of your sins away. You can get back on track, and you know what? There's time for you to get it done. You can still accomplish what God has called you to do. Let us now pray together. Just say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, I repent of all of my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. And Jesus, save me now. Write my name in your book of life and step into my life and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name I pray, amen and amen. And just say, Jesus, thank you for saving me. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Amen. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to hit the floor running today. Amen. There's always something to do every day. And if you get it accomplished during that day, then you feel very, very good in your heart. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, let's take Holy Communion together. I want to encourage you now, as a believer in Jesus, to take communion. Grab some uh, unleavened bread, a little bitty cracker, a little piece of bread, and grab some grape juice, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. As we pray over it and bless it, we thank you that this is now the body and the blood of Jesus. Under the veil of bread and juice. Thank you, Father. Oh, God, we give you praise. Father, thank you for the Lord's body. Hallelujah. Praise you, O God. Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we thank you that we are putting our hands to the plow and that your people, they're not looking back, but they're looking straight ahead, straight ahead, knowing what you've called them to do. Thank you, Father. Let them be strengthened today as, O God, they received the Lord's body. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. And together we say amen. Let's partake. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. And as we receive the Lord's blood, we thank you for strength. We thank you for protection. We thank you for unbroken focus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you that you give visions. We thank you that you give direction. We thank you that you release divine plan and that you release enablement to fulfill it. Thank you, Father God. Help us to apply these principles today these practical inputs. Thank you, O oh God, for helping us to reach and cross the finish line. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's blood. So wherever you're at on the journey of your vision, where whether you're just beginning, some of you, of course, are further down the line. Maybe you're halfway through, or maybe you're approaching the end, wherever you're at, just keep on going, keep on going and get it done. Praise the Lord. And you'll see at the end, it will speak and you'll see the value of vision. Praise the Lord. Heavenly father, bless your people in Jesus name. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory. Now let me put up on the screen, the giving link. For those of you that are being blessed, praise God, and you want to sow into the ministry, we have different opportunities, different ways in which you can do so. You can give online, or you can mail your offering in. That information is up on the screen. Also, if you know somebody that this message would be a blessing to, then just forward it to them, share it with them, and that way they can be blessed spiritually as well. And thank you for sowing into this ministry, supporting this work of God with your tithe, with the holy offering because it allows us to continue to reach around the world as we are preaching every week, three times a week from Bethlehem, Israel to the nation of Israel. And you know, that's a lot of that is down South. A lot of that reaches, uh, actually all of it covers the entire Gaza Strip area. And many of those people watch television. Remember the Bethlehem station is a land-based television tower. It's not being beamed down. It is being sent by a TV tower. And many people in the Gaza Strip They have televisions with rabbit ears, and they watch all the time. Woo! Praise the Lord. So, Thank you for helping us to reach uh, many of the Christians in Bethlehem, many of the Christians in the Gaza Strip area, uh, many Israelis as well, and whoever is tuning in. We're sending the gospel out. Your giving helps us to do that, as well as reaching 200 other nations of the earth as well. Praise God. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you for being a part of this great work. Praise the Lord. Well, my friends, it's time to put those uh, running shoes in the action. Go and take that next step. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Get something accomplished concerning your vision every single day, and you'll feel very satisfied and good within your heart. God bless you. I know the angels are working with you as you go. Bye-bye.